lose the battle in your mind, you've already lost the battle out here. And God is calling us to, 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 to fight the battle in our mind. And I wanna teach you how to do that today, to fight the battle in your mind so that we can fight the battle that is out here. God's got an enemy for us to defeat church. God's got a battle for us to win, but it's gonna start with us saying, come on, increase on the inside so I can increase on the outside. Increase within so that I can increase out here. I'm here to tell you as we, end, as we get towards the end of the year, if you change your thinking, you will change your mind, your life. If you change your thinking, you will change your life. And we're gonna look at a scripture by the Apostle Paul. And, and, and the Apostle Paul, he, he, we look at the Bible and, and he's written so many of the letters, so many of the, um, the New Testament, so much of the New Testament has been penned by him. And we think, man, this guy has got to have it all together. But as we look at his journey, he had to master his thinking. He had to learn how to think properly. We can see that he gets to a place where sure enough, he, he's got it all together. But the good news is he wasn't always there. At one point or another, it looks like he was crazy. There's one scripture where it says, the things I wanna do, I don't do, but the things I don't wanna do, I do do. Why am I stuck in this body of death? I don't know if you've been there before, the things that you wanna do, you don't do. But the things you don't wanna do, you end up doing and you're wrestling with this guilt and this shame and this emptiness. And Paul's saying, come on, you, we're there. You can be there, but God's got a whole new page for you to step onto. You can be in a place of brokenness in your mind and a battle in your mind, but God's got a battle for you to defeat out here, which means the battle of your mind, we can win, we can over Roman. Someone say, Amen. You know, over time, Paul masters his thoughts and, and from the world, and this is what it says, 2 Corinthians, in this scripture, he could say things that just didn't make, it doesn't make any sense to us in this world. And this is what it says, 2 Corinthians 10, verses three to five. It says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. So there is a battle going on. Come on, church, you've got to be with me this morning. I'm not preaching to a, to a bunch of empty seats. There's a battle going on, amen? We're aware that there's a battle going on. Though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. What does the world do? The world tries to get ahead. The world tries to pull people down. The world tries to, to win in a way that's not always negative. We do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. Someone say divine power. Divine, you, you've got divine power. The word power, it comes from the Greek word dunamos, and, and which literally means dynamite. That's what you carry within you. That's what you carry within you. If you don't know that, if you are not living with a divine power right now, it means you are losing the battle that is in your mind. You're proving my point to me. If you're, if you're in a place where you do not fathom that you've got this dynamic dynamite type of power living within you, you're actually proving the point that the battle in our mind is being lost already. You've got a divine power to demolish strongholds. Everyone say strongholds. God wants to demolish all strongholds. The word stronghold is translated as a fortified prison. And if you look into the Greek word even closer, it's a prison, um, a, a fortified prison where the prisoner is locked by deception. The prisoner is locked by lies. The enemy has shaped our thinking one lie at a time. What will it take for you to achieve greatness? Oh, I just don't know if I can. One lie. Why do you, what is it gonna take for you to step into everything God's got for you? I just don't know if I'm good enough. What is it gonna step, take for you to step into the hopes and dreams that you, you've got? I'll put my past, but 
My family, they're just not the type of family who would support me and, and, and I've just had to tear away from, and it's been painful. Come on, what is it that's, what is the lie that the enemy is t- telling you? What is the lie that is keeping you imprisoned and it's just simply a deception? Oh, I can't trust people. People always hurt me. God doesn't love me. He doesn't care about me. I'm never gonna make it. I'm never going to be able to achieve anything. I'm never gonna have real intimacy with my family. I'm never gonna have real intimacy in my relationships. What is the lie that you are being told? Paul says we demolish, everyone say demolish. Paul says we demolish every stronghold, every argument and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive. Everyone say take captive. Take, take captive. I think so many of us, we're taken captive by our thoughts. And I take them captive. Then taking our thoughts captive. So got to take them captive. And I take them captive. That's it. We've got to take them captive. We're not going to let those thoughts control us anymore because then the battle out here is lost because the battle in here is lost. Come on, take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Everyone say obedient. It's got to obey Jesus. Every thought. What thoughts have you had this morning which already tore you down? Got to make it obedient to Jesus. Got to make it obedient to Jesus. It's His, it's His, it's His thoughts. Over the next few weeks, we've got, what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to look, we're going to make our, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to make our thoughts obedient to Jesus. Why does that matter? Because the life you currently have, and I, and I want you to get this, so I'm going to, I'm going to just pause for dramatic effect because I noticed that when I pause, people actually start to listen. Everyone listening? Shh, shh. The life you have right now is a reflection of your thoughts. Right now. The life you have now is a reflection of your thoughts. Because your thoughts become your decisions. Your decisions become your actions. Your actions become your habits, and your habits are you. The life you have now, you're addicted to that issue, it's because of your thoughts. You're constantly telling yourself you're not enough because you haven't got control of your thoughts. You're not achieving in your workplace because of lack of confidence and insecurity because of your thoughts. The life you have now is a reflection of your thoughts. And God's saying, it's time to make your thoughts obedient to Him. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. If you wanna change your life, you've gotta change your thinking. Turn to somebody and say, God is going to change your life. Come on, tell the next person next to you, God's gonna change your life. We're a church that talks. We're a church that talks, amen? I mean, so if one person claps, we all clap. Tash claps, everyone will clap. Yeah. God's gonna change someone's life. God's gonna change someone's life. He's gonna bring some direction. He's gonna change someone's life. Proverbs 23 verse seven says, a person, as a person thinks, so he is. The way you think, so you are. As a person thinks, so he is. If you think you can't, you probably won't. If you think you're not gonna make it, you probably won't. But if you believe that through Christ you can, because He has strengthened you, hand of sir will. 
If you believe, if you believe that you are a victim, always suffering at the hands. But if you, guess what's gonna happen? You're always gonna suffer at the hand of circumstance. But if you believe you're an overcomer who has been strengthened by the blood of the Lamb, what's gonna happen is you're gonna march into that battlefield and you're gonna take the head off that enemy because you are an overcomer. You are not overcome. If you believe that you are, if you're always looking at the problems, they will overwhelm you. They will overwhelm you. But if you're looking for the solutions in Christ, you will find them. This is one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to people in church. Are you ready for this? We come to church looking for problems. Here's the thing. If you look for problems in a church, you will find them. You will find them. Oh, nobody talked to me today. So what, did you talk to anybody? <laughs> oh, the music was too loud today. Well, why don't you add some volume with your voice? Yes. Come on, if you come to church looking for the problem, the coffee wasn't good enough today. Well, why don't you buy some better coffee for us? Yes. Come on, there are solutions to all of your problems. But you come looking for problems and leave church feeling empty and broken and feel like everyone is judging you when the truth of the matter is that maybe the battle in the mind is not being won. Come on, if you're looking, if you're always looking for problems, you will find them. If you're looking for solutions, you will find them. What do we know about our thoughts? We know that for almost every situation, most of life's battle is won in the mind. Our mind is a battlefield. Our mind is a battlefield. Most of our battles are won in the mind. A battle between God's truths about you and Satan's lies to you. What are Satan's lies to you? Because God's got a truth that matches with that. You might say, I'm not attractive enough. The Bible says you are wonderfully and beautifully made. You might say, I'm not good enough. The Bible says that by the blood of the Lamb, He has redeemed you. You might say you're alone. The Bible says He will never leave you nor forsake you. You might say you'll never achieve. The Bible says through Him, you can do anything as He strengthens you. Come on, there is a truth for every lie that the enemy would bring your way. Come on, a war between God's truth and the enemy's deception. We're gonna, so this morning, what I wanna do is I just wanna build a foundation for the rest of the series. I just wanna do a bit of a thought audit. Everyone say thought audit. And, and we're gonna think about what we think about. So there's the first scale is this. We're gonna think about what we think about. The first scale is this. Let's imagine the word worry right here. Worry, everyone say worry. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then peaceful thoughts are here. So there's worry before and I come from a long line of warriors in this sense. Like I've said this, I would say, mom, I've got a headache and she's other when she's here. She would literally worry about everything. I would say, mom, I've got a headache and she's like, that's it, you've got cancer. <laughs> Just about true. <laughs> Just about true. <laughs> but there's worry and there's a scale from zero to 10 and then there's peaceful thoughts. Where are you? If something in life happens, do you go, oh my goodness, it's the end. Everything's gonna fall apart. My life is over. Everyone hates me. Or are you like, man, I know that in God I've got this. I know that in God, that man, I'm moving forward. He's a healer, He's a redeemer, He's my resource. That is who my God is. Just in all honesty, just write it down. Where are you? 
Where are you in, in that line of thinking? Because, because God is, we, we spend our time worrying about what people think, about, about our money, about our kids. When God's saying, no, 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 you can live in peace, free of anxiety, free of fear. Where are you on the scale between worry and peace? Next scale is this. Negative thoughts versus one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Positive thoughts. Is my son pointing at me? Oh, you heard it for himself. Yeah, we've got to work on that one. But where are you on that scale? Negative or positive? Where are you? From zero to 10, where are you? Because God is saying you can live with a positive mindset. You can live with a positive mindset. Where are you in this place where you're like, man, I can't believe she did that. I can't believe that guy said that to me. I can't believe that that person went behind my back. I can't believe when I went to church, no one talked to me. I can't believe the coffee wasn't good. I can't believe the worship wasn't good. I just can't believe it negative. Or are you positive where you're like, man, I just know that God is for me. You know, people might be against me at times, but I know that God's only using that to strengthen me. I know that when, when, when I step out and people judge me, when I step out and people try and break me, all it's doing is strengthening my personality, strengthening my character in God. Where are you on the, on the scale of negative to positive? Are you positive where, people, where you believe the best about people, where you believe the best about God? Life is generally good, God is for me. And the final scale I wanna look at is a scale of worldly thoughts. Worldly thoughts where you're just thinking about what's best for you, about your next fix, about your next level of excitement, about um, how you can earn the next dollar, how you can do um, the next greatest thing for your own glory, or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten heavenly thoughts. I can make, it's about how I can bless the kingdom of God. It's not about how I can make myself look good, it's about how I can make God look good. It's not about how I can go to a church that's perfect for me, but instead I drag imperfect people to a church that's imperfect people where we serve a perfect God. Heavenly, where are you in the scale of worldly thoughts versus here's the direction of your life? If you're a person who is in this category for all three, you're always worried. You're always negative. You're always thinking in the world's way of thinking. Chances are you're going in a very negative direction. But unless you change, unless you allow God to move, unless you take those thoughts captives and bring them to the feet of Jesus and you get to a point where you're living at peace, where you're living um, a positive life, where you're thinking eternal thoughts, man, your life goes in a totally different direction, in a totally different direction. Come on, your life is moving in the direction of your thoughts. Worldly thinking, it's more about what you want, what benefits you, eternal thinking. How can I be a blessing? How can I bring glory to God? Think about your life. Think about what you're thinking about. Your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thought. In other words, what comes into your mind goes out into your life. We've got to figure this out. No matter what you do, you cannot have a positive life when you've got a negative mindset. It's not gonna happen. The amount of times I have coffee with people and I sit across from them and their life is extremely negative and they're wondering why God hasn't fixed it. And I'm like, come on, we've got to think about our thoughts. What are you thinking? Are you thinking thoughts of praise even though the circumstance is dark? Or are you thinking thoughts of doom and gloom because the circumstances are dark? Come on, what, the, where are you heading? Where are you going? What are you doing with your life? The question for you this morning is this. Are you excited about where your thoughts are taking you? Like if you could right now 
do a little exercise. I hate exercises like this, but if we could, if this is the sort of church we were, and right now I handed you all a big piece of paper and, 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 and a pen, and you got to go to separate little corners of the room, and you got to write out all the thoughts you had this last week, would you be excited to go to that place? Would you be excited to go to the space that you wrote down on that piece of paper? Man, I'm never good enough. Man, I'm such a loser. Can't believe I said that to that person. I can't believe, I can't believe that that person looked at me that way. Man, I, I tried my best at work and I still didn't get that promotion. Am I just not good enough? Man, my past is too dark. I, I just don't think I can make it. Come on, where would your thoughts lead you? And now are you excited about going there? Are you excited about going there? Are you blessed by those thoughts? Are they moving you into a direction that you want to go? If, if I'm honest, I can't say that I always am. I'd like to be, I'm your pastor and I'm meant to have it all together. Rachel and I are meant to have the perfect marriage. We're meant to have the perfect. We're meant to, why? Because we're leading all of you. But I'm perfect. But I'm telling you right now, sometimes our own thought life keeps us in a dark place. And what is it? We're locked by deception. We're locked by the lie of deception. You know, my thought life can get out of control. You know, I, I, can, I can think like this. I can be quite honest. I'll be like, I'll preach an amazing word and, and I'll get up off the stage and I'll be just like pumping. It'll be awesome. It'll be great. I'll be high-fiving people, hugging people. People are like, man, that word was awesome. It changed my life. And then I'll get home and then Monday morning I'll wake up and go, darn it, I preached such a good word. Now I've got to be better than last week so that people will give me the same compliments again so that I'll feel the same space again. And that's thought life. And if I don't take those thoughts captive, what happens is that I become too insecure to walk out the calling that God's got me to walk out. I become too afraid that next week I'm not gonna get the applause or next week I'm not gonna get the recognition. And I don't know what it is for you. I don't know what it is in your thought life that tears you down, but the enemy will always try and tear you down and move you into a place where you're not meant to be. You know, I'm making massive progress in my thought life. Why? Because God is renewing my mind and He's in the business of renewing yours. Where is your thought life at? Because you're moving in the direction of your strongest thought. It's time to go into battle, to reclaim our lives and to take down the lies of the enemy and, and one step at a time. One step at a time. There is a battle for your marriage right now and it's in your mind. There is a battle for your finances and it's in your mind. There is a battle for your joy or lack of joy and it's in your mind. There's a battle for your peace and it's in your mind. It's all about what you think about. It's all based on your thoughts. So I've got two points with you, for you this morning. And the first one is this. And I just wanna, as I said, this message is kind of foundational to the rest of the series. The first point is this. Identify the number one stronghold that is holding you back. Identify the number one, you can't take them all down at, a t at one time, but what is the number one stronghold that is holding you back? If we can have that scripture back up from Corinthians. Uh, the number one stronghold, it says, we, demolish, we, we have divine power to demolish strongholds. The word stronghold, it basically um, boils down to a prisoner held by deception. A prisoner held by a lie. What is the number one lie that the enemy is telling you? If you're a note taker, I would suggest you write that down. What is that lie? What is the number one lie? What is the lie? What is the deception that the enemy is using to keep you from the life that God wants you to live? Maybe it's your self-talk. 
Maybe it's the way you talk to yourself. My past is too bad. I'm never going to be good enough. God will never use me. I can't trust I'm all. I can't get close to anybody. I'm always fail. I will I'm always going to be behind. All of my relationships are going to fail. I will never be loved. What is the number one lie that the enemy is telling you? What is the number one stronghold holding you back? Why is this so important? Well, basically it's been proven that whenever we have a thought, our brain is literally redesigning itself around that thought. I'm gonna get a little bit scientific on you. Whenever you have a thought, the way your brain works is it literally redesigns itself around that thought. Scientists know that every single thought creates like a, new, a neurochemical change in your body. When you have a positive thought, our body re- rewards you with a little dopamine and you get excited and it's great. So what you wanna do is you wanna have that thought again and you wanna have that thought again and your brain rewires itself, a re- a changes itself around that, around that, around that thought. And if the more you think a thought, the more you are creating a neural pathway in your life. I'm kind of reminded, um, I'm back in my farming days, Rachel and I used to run a farm and I used to work for my dad on farms all over the West Coast. It was awesome. Um, and, and, and the West Coast would rain a lot, so there'd be a lot of mud. It'd be really squishy. And, 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 and we'd send, like the car, cows would go through this paddock and, and they'd walk this pathway. And the cow behind it would walk the same pathway. And behind it would walk the same pathway. And after an amount of time, what happened was is that there was this pathway, there was this, like this rut was created in the, in the ground where the cows would just walk. And the next time you'd send them into the paddock, they'd walk the same pathway to get to the next grazing field. And that's what happens in our brain. If we have a thought long enough, what happens is our brain is just, it becomes a default setting and our brain just goes in that direction whether we want it to or not. So when you have a thought that's negative and then life happens, your mind will straight away go to your default setting and you'll just get straight into that pathway. Life will happen and instead of thinking, oh God, you're like, oh, this always happens to me. Why is everyone always against me? I don't even understand what I've done wrong this time. My job's not going well. My church isn't going well. And we create this mindset and we create this pathway in our brain that then becomes hard to break. It then becomes hard to break. And God is saying, identify the pathway. Identify the number one stronghold. Identify the lie that you are being told because it's time to break it. The more you think a thought, the easier it is to think that thought again. And it's time to break that pattern. If you tell yourself you don't have enough over and over again, you create a pathway where it's easier to think that you're never going to have enough rather than think that God is for you. It's easier for you to think that you'll never succeed rather than thinking that God is your source and He is your resource. If you, if you tell yourself enough, if you think enough, um, um, where am I up to? I keep losing my spot. If you've created a negative natural pathway, in order to change your thinking, we have to change the path that our thoughts are on. Stop and say, wait, that's, that's not a helpful thought. This is not a helpful pathway that I've created. It's not a helpful way of thinking that I've created in my life. And it's time to turn something around. It's time to say, to stop and say, wait, that thought is not helpful. It's not productive and it's not from God. I'm capturing that thought. I'm capturing that thought and choosing a different thought, creating a new pathway. When when life hits me and it gets bad, instead of going, man, it always goes this way. 
that's falling apart, we think to ourselves, no, 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 no. What would God say in this situation? God says that He is my stronghold. God says that in Him I have strength. God says in Him I've got breakthrough. God says in Him I've got healing. And we choose a natural pathway. The first time, the first time, I, like driving tractors through the mud and, and the same thing happens with the tractor tires that create this rut and every single time you wanna go the same way. The first time you try and break the pattern, it's unnatural. It's not easy. It's it, it kind of, you just wanna go back into what's simple. You wanna go back into what's easy, but what eventually happens when you're driving a tractor and the rut gets deeper and deeper is you get stuck. And the same is with you. You allow the rut in your life to get deeper and deeper. Your thinking gets deeper and deeper and more toxic and more toxic and eventually you get stuck. We've got to break our pattern before we get to that point. We've got to say, no, 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 I'm not driving that direction anymore. I'm not going that way anymore. I'm doing a new thing. I'm creating a new pathway. You know, because if you carry, continue on unhealthy pathway, it just becomes clearer and becomes easier to travel on. But what happens is the moment you decide I'm not driving my tractor down that pathway anymore, right? We're all tractor drivers this morning. The moment we decide I'm not driving my tractor down the pathway where I've always gone, I'm going in a new direction. What you're doing is you're giving that thought, you're giving that piece of land space for grass to grow. You're giving that piece of land space to get overgrown so that the next time you think about driving in the same direction, you're like, I don't go that way anymore, I go this way. There's grass growing where there wasn't grass before. I'm heading in the opposite direction. I know where I'm going. I know where my thought life is going. Maybe for you, um, you've had a frustrating day at work. Um, you come home and, there's, and, and you've put up with your boss. You've put up with all the things you've had to do. You've put up with this making money thing and you hop in your car and you're on your way home and you think to yourself, at least when I get home, there'll be food on the table. My slippers will be ready. My newspaper will be out. My coffee will be made. And you get up as a nowhere. The kids are screaming. The wife is frustrated. The food's still in the, in the, in the crock pot and your slippers. What happens is you yell. You go, ah! And you yell at the kids. You yell at the wife and... And, 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 and everyone at home thinks, oh, I just wish you stayed at work. And, and, and then the next day, you're like, it's not gonna happen again. But the next day you go to work and work is frustrating. Again, that well anyway, and you have all these thoughts and you're coming. Again, um, the, the, the job's not that good that it's paying you that well anyway. And you have all these thoughts and you're coming home and you're like, this time my wife will have learnt. <laughs> Switch it around if you're the wife and this time. And you get home and once again, there's chaos. And what do you do? You go, ah! and you yell at everyone. What have you done? You've created a neural pathway that when chaos enters your life, you yell. You've created a pathway that when chaos has entered, when chaos enters your life, when, when situations are difficult, that you will yell. What you have to do is you literally have to capture that thought. Capture that thought. But getting out of your car, you capture that thought and you say, God, that's not the pathway I wanna take. That's not the person I wanna do. Count to 10, count to 500 if you need to. And then you go inside and you hug your children. The first time it will be awkward because you wanna go, ah! It's true, but you don't. You hug your children. The next time it'll still be awkward. The third time it will be a little bit more less awkward. The fourth time it will be a bit easier. And eventually you'll look over at your old self and you'll see that the grass has started to grow in the muddy tracks that were there before. And there'll be new tracks. There'll be positive tracks. There'll be happy tracks. There'll be tracks that are moving you into a different future than you had before. How about this pathway? Maybe you're like, I don't feel good about myself. Anyone identify with this one? Let's eat. Come on. 
man, I'm having a miserable day. What is in the fridge? I'm having a miserable day. I know there's some salt and vinegar chips in the cupboard. I know there's KFC down the road, eh, Clarissa? Come on, I'm having a miserable day. And what do you do? You eat this food and for a moment, it gives you the dopamine rush you were looking for. And then you're just like, now I feel even worse. Where are the bickies? And what's happened is you've created a pathway that is leading you in a direction that you don't want to go. You've created a pathway where you are fixated on, on things of, 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 of on things that capture that thought. And you take it to Jesus and create a new pathway. Maybe, maybe, and this is for all of you people who don't like exercise, maybe you actually need to get out and go for a walk. Go for a run. Create a new pathway. You're like, I don't feel good about myself. KF, let's go for a walk. And the direction you're moving in suddenly is a whole new, more positive direction. Maybe your mind is telling you I'm not good enough or I'm not attractive enough. And, you, and every single time you get into that space, you, you just walk in this pathway that just gets you deeper and deeper into, and having less security, less security. Maybe the pathway needs to change. But you're like, no, 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 I'm not gonna go down that way anymore. I know who I am in God. I wanna capture that thought and I take it before Jesus. I know that He says I'm wonderfully made. I, I might not look the way I want to look in a mirror, but I know who Jesus sees when He sees me. Come on, we've got to capture those thoughts. How do you change your life? We change our thinking away from the lies. That's how you change your life. You can do every single course on the face of the planet. You can read every single book on the face of the planet. You can do everything by the book, by the course, but it doesn't change until you change your thinking away from the lies that the enemy is telling you. Because they're deceptions. I, I love this thought that, um, uh, like, I was reading this article a while back on Facebook, I think it was. It was a, a story around how in, in the old days, if you ever went to circuses back in the day and they had, like, animals and stuff like that, and they had, like, elephants and stuff. I've never been to a circus like that. Back in the day, circuses were evil, so we didn't do that. Um, um, but the way they would train an elephant is they would get it young enough and they would literally just tie its leg with a rope to a pin that is stuck in the ground about five, a couple of meters away. And, and every single time the elephant would walk away and it couldn't get any further. And, and then a couple of days it would try it again and it would get stuck until it stops trying to get away. Then you have this massive, a couple of years down the track, you've got this massive elephant, this massive beast with all of this strength, all of this power. But the moment you tie its rope, its leg with a rope connected to a pin, it thinks it's stuck. You know that the elephant can pull it out, but because it's believing the lie, it's believing the stronghold, it's believing the deception, what happens is every single time, oh, the rope's got on tight, I can't go any further. And you're like, man, life is going good, life is going well, until something reminds you that you're not quite as good looking as you thought you were meant to be. Oh, stuck. Life is going good, life is going perfect, until you realise that your life is chaos and there's circumstances and oh. I'm stuck. And God's saying, no, 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 you, you've got the power to break the deception. You've got the power to break by the numbers. The second point, well, the first point was this. Identify is this that is holding you back. Identify the number one stronghold that is holding you back. The second one is this. Name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. Romans 12 verse 2, I love this scripture. It says this, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Everyone say pattern. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Conform to the pattern. What's another word for pattern? Do not be conformed to the pathways 
of this world. You're always gonna go in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Do not be conformed to the pathways of this world. It's time to break the pathways. It's time to bring about a change. Do not be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't conform to the pathways, but instead be transformed. How do we do that? Simple, by the renewing of our mind. It's the renewing, we use the word renew in the Bible. Scientists use the word rewire or redesign. What is your stronghold? Whatever it is, name it. If you don't know what you're trying to, the matter is that you cannot defeat what you cannot name. If you don't know what you're trying to fight against, you won't defeat it. You cannot defeat what you cannot name. The second point is this, name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. We're not gonna travel that pathway anymore. Instead, we're going to say that it's a lie and we're gonna declare what is truth. We're gonna say what the lie is and we're gonna declare what is truth. We're no longer gonna be an elephant that's held back by a string. We're not gonna be this being with divine power that is held back by a tiny lie, a tiny deception. Instead, we're saying, no, no, we're breaking free from that moment. We're breaking free from that space. Some of you are locked in a prison and the only thing that is keeping you there is a string and it's a lie. It's a deception. Identify what the lie is. Identify what the truth is because the Bible says the truth will set you free. There's a scripture in John, if we can have that scripture up there, the truth will set you free. It says this in John. Maybe I didn't give you that scripture. I thought I did. I will scroll down. It says this. So Jesus is talking and He says, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples. Then you will know, if you continue in my word, if you continue in my word, you, will, you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You identify the lie, you identify the truth and then the truth is what sets you free. You know, we identify the lie. We've got to decide what it is. We've got to own up to it. We've got to take ownership. But then we identify the truth and the truth will set you free. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3 to 5 says that we have the power and within us, the divine power to, de to demolish hold every pretense, anything that comes against us. Our weapons have the power to demolish. What you carry has the power to demolish. Come on, I don't know if you've ever done some home demolition. I have. I'm great at home demolition. I'm great at taking down walls. I'm not good at all about putting them back up. But I remember the power I felt when I had this mess. You have, you've got the power within you to demolish any strongholds, but you're held back by a lie. You're held back by a deception or something keeping you small. So we take captive, the word captive literally means to arrest at sword point, to arrest at, at point with a sword or a spear. That's what God's got for us. God led me to another scripture, Ephesians chapter six, where it talks about the armour of God. Everyone know the scripture, armour of God? Everyone say armour of God. And it talks about six different um, um, parts of the, the body armour. They're all offensive, defensive. Gotta get it right. All, there are five that protect, one that attacks. Okay, that's how I'm gonna use it. I've forgotten which word means what right now. There are five that protects body parts. There is one that attacks. What is the one that attacks? It's the sword of the Spirit. What is the sword of the Spirit? It's the Word of God. 
It's the Word of God. So how are we gonna demolish strongholds? We've already got the answer, we've got the Word of God. It's the truth that, the God, that the God has told us rather than the lies that the enemy has told us. Come on, it's the truth that God has told us rather than the lies that the enemy has told us. All are offensive except the one. We capture the lie with the sword of the Spirit, which is our weapon, which is the Word. The old path then starts to lose its appeal. The old path will start to grow over, lose its appeal. The more I travel God's truth, the more I believe in it. The more His Word directs me, the more He empowers me. Come on, church, your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. What goes into your life must come out. What are you thinking? What is the number one thought, if I can have um, Jimmy up on the keys, what is the number one thought that has held you captive? For me, and, and I've already been fairly vulnerable, I've already been very fairly transparent. For me, it's the thing, I'm just gonna say it, it's gonna be open, but you're not good enough. You're not good enough, you're not gonna make it. But you're not, you're, not, you're, not, you're not strong enough to do this, you're not good enough to make this, you're not good enough to achieve this. You gotta try harder for people to like you. You gotta be funnier, you've gotta try harder, you've gotta do, you, you've gotta do more. And you know what these thoughts mature into? They mature into thoughts that says, no matter how hard you'll try, you'll always fail. If you don't take them captive, no matter how hard you try, but you'll always fail. You just try in your age, you'll fail at your ministry, you'll fail at your family. You just try and you try and you try and you try. But until you change your thoughts, and, and you know why it's so powerful? You know why that thought is so powerful? Because on my own, you're not good enough. I don't have what it takes. I can't achieve. On my own, I am not good enough. But the truth is this, I am never, ever alone. I am never, ever alone. The thought is, the lie is, I'm Oh, I'm not in the truth. There is a truth in there. That's why it's so easy to believe it. That's why it's so deceiving. Oh, I'm not good enough. And the truth is on my own, I'm not good enough. But the deeper truth is that I'm never, ever alone. I'm never, ever by myself. I have access to His living Word, which is powerful and sharp. I have a God who is always with me. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is living inside of me. I am never, ever alone. This causes me not to travel down the wrong path, but the right path. Because I know that God is everything I have ever need. 1 Corinthians, if we can have that Scripture up again. You've got to personalize it. For though I live in the world, I do not wage world as the war, world, war as the world does. The weapons I fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish all strongholds within my life. I demolish arguments, I demolish pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And I take captive every thought. Come on church, I take captive every thought and I make it obedient to Christ. What is it for you? What is the lie? I'm here to tell you this morning that where you're weak, He is strong. Where, he, where you are blind, He brings sight. I'm not attractive. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. 
I am miserable. No, 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 the joy of the Lord is my strength. I will always be alone. No, He will never leave me nor forsake me. I'm just a victim. No, I'm an overcomer strengthened by the blood of the Lamb. Your life is always moving in the direction of your thoughts. You cannot have a positive life with a negative mind. John 8 verse 35, if you continue in my word, if you continue in my word, you'll truly be my disciples. Then you will know the truth. You will know the pathway. Pathway and the choice. You will know the truth. You will know the pathway and the truth will set you free from the direction you were first heading. The truth will set you free. Come on, let's just stand before God this morning. Come on, don't stay locked in a prison where Jesus has already given you the key. Don't stay locked in a prison when Jesus has already opened the door. The truth will set you free. I'm just gonna get the team to lead us with a little bit of worship. to lead us in a bit of worship. And I wanna encourage you to just take some time. Just take some time as they sing to you. You can sing along if you feel to, but just take some time to identify what the lie is and then identify the truth. What is the number one lie? The number one deception. Let God speak truth into that. And if you're in this space, Going back to the story where Peter, he hopped out of the boat and he walked on the water and he saw the wind and the waves and he started to sink. He cried out to Jesus, Jesus pulled him out. Maybe you're in the space where you know that your thoughts are causing you to sink. What you're focusing on is causing you to sink. I wanna encourage you there. You would just, sometimes we need someone else to help pull us out. Sometimes we just need someone else to reach out and say, come on, I wanna believe with you. I wanna believe for a new pathway with you. You're not called to sink in the waves, you're called to walk on the waves. If you need someone to believe with you, I wanna encourage you this morning to just slip out of your seats, take that risk. Slip out of your seat and come to the front and our team will just pray with you and just declare life into your situation. Why? Because we believe that you're wave walkers this morning, not wave sinkers. You're called to walk on those waves, not to sink amongst them. The truth will set you free. What's the lie? What is the truth? Identify with a new pathway as this morning. Thanks, team. Lead us in worship. Took a grave.